1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Send them to our website, townhallreview.com. Poll after poll after poll of the American people confirmed that the number one issue that matters most to them is the chaos, the catastrophe, the crisis at our southern border with millions and millions and millions of people from all over the world crossing into this country illegally, Many of them claiming asylum, but they won't get a hearing as to whether they have a legitimate call for asylum. For into the 2030s, at this point, it's a nightmare, and it's all a nightmare of President Biden and his administration's making. That's why, finally, when Republicans in Congress have something specific that they can do about it, impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, all eyes were with anticipation. On that vote yesterday, and here's how it ended.
2: On this vote,
1: the yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. Speaker Mike Johnson looking none too pleased about that, and he has every reason to be angry. Yeah, they lost. They wanted to move forward with an impeachment, and they lost really by one vote. I know it showed by two, but it was tied 215 to 215, and that deadlock was not going anywhere. Uh, let's tell you how the votes broke down here. Greg Price, our pal, actually had it. Uh, the three Republicans that voted no were Mike Gallagher in Wisconsin, Ken Buck in Colorado, and Tom McClintock in California. Tom McClintock, by the way, a pretty great constitutional Republican. His reasoning here was that he wanted to stop the idea of impeachment being used as just a, a scurrilous political weapon uh, like it had been used against Donald Trump. Uh, he thinks that, that, that whatever Alejandro Américas did, it didn't rise to the level of impeachment, high crimes misdemeanors. And it's wrong that every Congress that comes in starts using impeachment as a weapon. And I get that. I think that the man is principled. But at the same time, we can't unilaterally disarm Congressman McClintock. We've just seen the House of Representatives run by the Democrats use impeachment in just that manner. And sorry, we've gone past the point of 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 playing by the rules, the rules that we'd like them to be. We have to play with the rules as they are right now. And we have seen an existential crisis in this country over impeachment or excuse me, over the illegal immigration and the invasion that we've seen on our southern border. And Tom McClintock's a Californian. He knows that better than anyone. Uh, Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin has been a no on this for quite some time. He told Hugh Hewitt, our colleague on Salem Radio earlier this morning, that it's been you know a month and he hasn't changed his position as Steve Scalise, the majority whip, has been reaching out to him and trying to figure out where his vote was. So they knew that he was going to be a no on this. Ken Buck in Colorado, uh, I can only assume that he thought that impeaching Mayorkas would help Donald Trump and Ken Buck's entire political perspective right now is to do whatever it takes to help to not help Donald Trump. So that's how this shook down. Um, and by the way, if you're doing the math, that's a 215 to 215 tie. So why did it end up 216 to 214? Who was that last Republican who flipped his vote against impeachment? We'll uh, get the breakdown here from Fox News, and it will all seem quite clear in a moment. Now I
2: mentioned the Moore, the Republican from Utah, he moved to reconsider the vote. This is after he switched his vote from yes to no. The reason that's important is that this was going down at 215 to 215. By rule, a tie vote loses in the House of Representatives. So why would Blake Moore, who's now the vice chair of the Republican Conference, who wants to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, switch his vote to no? Well, if you just have a straight vote, a tie vote here, it's off the table. It's done. Fiend 30. But if you switch your vote to the prevailing side, in this case, the, 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 the no's. So Blake Moore, member of the leadership, switches his vote to the prevailing side, the no's. They are able to recall this vote at some point. Maybe not tonight. Maybe not in the next few days. Maybe when they get Steve Scalise, the majority leader, back. Maybe if they win that special election on long island next week if they win they might have the votes to impeach so blake moore is not necessarily against impeachment but what he did is yeah. he switched so he was on the prevailing side they didn't have the votes otherwise this was a done deal at right. 215 to 215
1: yeah so it was a, a parliamentary procedure by the way um chad uh, uh pegram there from uh, uh, Fox News with a great explanation. So now you can understand why it went the way it did. And yes, he's Scalise, the majority whip. He is undergoing cancer treatment. He was unable to be there for the vote. And then you heard mention of this open seat right now in Long Island, where they're going to have a special election to figure out exactly whether uh, the Republicans can add one more seat to their very slim majority or not. That's why it was 215-215. If they had a Republican in that New York House seat right now, This thing would have gone properly, and Mayorkas would face impeachment right now. And who did that seat belong to? George Santos. He tweeted out the picture of the deadlock, 215 to 215. And he asked very simply, miss me yet? Because you see, George Santos has been expelled from the House of Representatives. George Santos, who even said he wasn't going to run for re-election this November, so he was just going to be there for the one term. George Santos, who became a media uh, anomaly, I guess, is the best word to use. I mean, the media was absolutely transfixed on this guy about past things that he said and supposed lies that he uh, uh, delivered during the campaign, because, you know, politicians never lie when they're running for office he became a pariah, and he became a cause celeb for the liberal medias in D.C. They demanded that he be thrown out of office. And of course, Republicans acquiesced. Republicans who only had a four-seat majority decided to kill George Santos from the majority and leave that seat open. By the way, Kevin McCarthy, who they took the gavel away from in the fall, he left the House of Representatives too, leaving that seat open. So that's why they have such a slim majority. And Boy, in retrospect, it sure seems pretty stupid for the Republicans to go out of their way to make Democrats and CNN happy by kicking George Santos out. I mean, really, what's more important, guys? Making sure you're on the right side of history when it comes to the George Santos question or sending a clear message to the American people that you are on their side when it comes to the southern border invasion? Now, this is seen as some kind of victory for Alejandro Mayorkas and for the Biden administration and the open borders policy. And let me just be really clear here, because it seems like people are confused about the basics in this case. You know, Alejandro Mayorkas was not being impeached because he's so ineffective on our southern border. He's not being impeached because he's carrying out a disastrous policy of the president of the United States to basically allow anyone, and I mean literally anyone from around the world, enter this country illegally and stay for as long as they'd like. That's actually not why he was being impeached. And and I, I hope Tom McClintock, who is standing on principle and is a strict constitutionalist and wanting to protect the integrity of the impeachment process, I hope he's listening. I hope Congressman Gallagher from Wisconsin is listening too. Ken Buck is a lost cause. I hope you're listening. The reason Mayorkas is being impeached is because he came before you, members of the House of Representatives, at a Homeland Security hearing. He swore to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. He looked you in the eyes, and he said, the border is secure. And the border is not secure. And he knew the border was not secure. And the president of the United States, his boss, has been spending the last several weeks trying to take back the issue of the border for political purposes. And he himself is now saying that the border is not secure. Joe Biden is saying that the border is in chaos. Of course, he's blaming Republicans for it, laughably. But isn't it obvious that Alejandro has lied under oath to Congress? And if you're not going to take that seriously and move to impeach the man for his bald-faced lies under oath to you, then what's the point of even swearing in witnesses at this point? Or for that matter, what's the point of having hearings? Uh, We're going to conduct a hearing now of the Homeland Security Committee, but everyone's probably just going to lie to us and we're not going to do anything about it. But uh, let's have the hearing anyway. This is why people get so frustrated with Washington, D.C. It's why they get frustrated with the Republican Party. And it's also why they really want to shake things up. You know, after the 2016 election, when Donald Trump shocked the world and beat Hillary Clinton, I'll never forget the next morning when I started my radio program in Washington, D.C., the first words out of my mouth the day after the election of Donald Trump. I said to my audience, now does everyone understand how pissed off we are? And frankly, I think we're even more pissed now. Meanwhile, over in the White House yesterday, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the border, asked about Alejandro Mayorkas, asked about this impeachment process. So,
2: With the president saying today that the border is not secure and Secretary Mayorkas saying under oath to Congress that it is.
1: Here's what I will
2: say. Secretary Mayorkas has done everything um, that he can do uh, and to, to deal with what's going on at the border and to deal with the broken immigration to the point where he was part of this negotiation process that we saw the Senate, the Senate go through. The president has confidence in the secretary. And I think that's what matters.
1: That's not really an answer to the question, is it? And just to reiterate, the question was, the president is saying the border is not secure. And Alejandro Mayorkas said under oath that it is secure. So how do you square that up? And well, basically, you just had the press secretary for the White House lying about the Mayorkas lie in the first place. But I guess that's what they do. And since we've learned now that there's no repercussions for their lies, they're just going to keep on doing it little bit more from Corinne Jean-Pierre here.
2: President Biden said today that the immigration system has been broken and that he intends to drive home the message that, quote, the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Um, Secretary Mayorkas repeatedly said that the border is secure, and that's one of the reasons House Republicans are trying to impeach him. Uh, did President Biden just confirm that Mayorkas gave Congress false information when he said that the border was secure? Can I I actually want to go back to your question. It's a ridiculous premise and a ridiculous statement that was made about this administration. So I just want to be very about about yes, I just want to be very very clear. It's just ridiculous. I
1: want to go back and attack you personally. You're ridiculous for daring to say that we're inconsistent here. Did you notice Jennifer, never actually addressed the direct, the actual direct issue here? All right. The the president is blaming Republicans for so-called chaos on the border and saying that the border is not secure. Alejandro Mayorkas said under oath to Congress that the border was secure. Aren't you sort of proving that Alejandro Mayorkas lied under oath, which is the reason that he's being impeached? That reporter in the White House gets it and understands it more than the three Republicans who just refused to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Well, listen, again, I, I hate having a downer here. I hate having a whole segment where we're just outraged over the incompetence and the inability to get the basics done. But frankly, you should be outraged. You should be angry. But at the same time, do not lose hope. This is still an open issue, as we mentioned. And the fact that... Uh, The vote went the way that it did, and it was still uh, a motion was put forward to reconsider. It's a parliamentary thing. But it means that if Steve Scalise can return and vote on this after he gets his cancer treatments, and if we can win that House seat in Long Island, then we can move forward with a very slim majority and actually start the impeachment process of Mayorkas. So there's some hope there. It ain't done yet. I think that Speaker Johnson needs to address the fact that he brought this to the floor for a full vote without knowing for sure that he had all the votes that he needed. If he thought he had all those votes and somebody betrayed him, he should probably come forward and say something about that, because right now his leadership has been directly challenged and undermined before the American people in a very public way. And I trust Speaker Johnson, actually, and I trust that he'll actually fix this problem quickly. I sure hope he does. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Send them to our website, townhallreview.com. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for joining us.